Hey, Nick. What's up, Adam? Where did you get that shirt you're wearing? The one that I like so much with the Star Wars things on it? Oh, this one. This one I get a lot of compliments on. I got this one from Roosevelt's. R-S-V-L-T-S. You know that company. I see them on Instagram all the time. They make great stuff. Shorts, shirts, all the business. Yeah, they have a bunch of great Star Wars designs, obviously, and other franchises like Marvel, WWE, Disney, and many, many more, so many more. They're more known for their button-down shirts, but they also do t-shirts and shorts, and not just for the men, but for the women and the children, too. Dark. (laughs) (laughs) I love the way they fit. The fabric is super comfortable. Can't stop wearing them. Nice. Well, I'm going to rsvlts.com to make a purchase because I actually don't own anything yet and I've been meaning to buy something. I'm going to use the promo code THANKTHEMAKER with no spaces to get 20% off my first purchase. And you can do the same again at rsvlts.com. I'm talking to you, listener. Use promo code THANKTHEMAKER and get 20% off your first purchase. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello there, and welcome to Thank the Maker, a podcast about heroes, princesses, scoundrels, hokey religions, ancient weapons, and all things Star Wars. I'm Adam Russell. Hey, I'm Nick Ginbarian. What's up, Adam? It's a duo cast. Only two there are. Two guys. No more, no less. Just two of us guys. I guess we're Sithy. Feeling real Sithy tonight <laughs> on this December evening. Yeah, I, me and Finn went and met a Sithmas lord <laughs> named Santa. We nice. went and met Santa earlier. Darth Santa. Yeah. (laughs) How did Finn handle being in the mall and then being with Santa? Was it in the mall? Yeah, it's in the mall. Uh, He does fine, you know, like he really is uh, just kind of great everywhere. He did fine when we were taking the pictures. He wanted to pee on the fake snow like once (laughs) or twice, but I didn't let him. But it also was like, you have to let them know when you're bringing a pet. So they allow pets. So I'm sure there's other dogs that have peed there before because he was sniffing everywhere. So I'm like, oh... They probably had some dog pee around here somewhere. Yeah. Jill and I took our oldest dog, our now oldest dog, when he was a puppy. He wasn't that much of a puppy. He was probably a year old. Either way, Mm. took him to the mall. It was like a a dog-specific Santa thing. Mm -hmm. And we were maybe 40 feet into the mall, and he took a dump right in the middle, (laughs) right on the floor. So great. (laughs) And I don't remember if we had anything to like pick it up with or if we had to like scramble and rip a leaf off of a plant or something but (laughs) why is that ringing a bell now like i feel like last year's the first year i brought him and he might have pooped in the mall now that i think about (laughs) it as we were leaving so like he made it and as we were leaving he just pooped that that does ring a bell just gotta do it (laughs) well i came home from rehearsal tonight to jill working like two hours past what she was supposed to be working and super bummed and one of our dogs is taking a big shit right in the dining room. So, nice. you know, it's tradition. <laughs> it's holiday tradition. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Star Wars. We're going to do a little out of character, kind of um, speculation and just like deep dive into some trailers, talking about the Bad Batch Season 2 trailer, the Mando Season 3 trailer. But most importantly, we're, we're going to kind of like 
get a feel for what our expectations should be. Maybe talk about those a little bit. We'll hear what the patrons have to say. And we'll give you the rundown on the timeline because it is interesting this time around for both shows. We're, we're for the first time ever, going to have seasons of television running concurrently Yeah. on what looks like the same day unless they make some changes before yeah. then. <laughs> That's rough. That's rough for us. Rough for podcasters. I don't know. I don't really. I know we haven't really talked about how we're going to cover it, but man, it's a lot. It's either going to be less in depth and I'll sleep or more in depth than I won't. Well, what is crazy, again, we have to figure this out. It's like, I'm going on tour and I'm pretty sure you have mm-hmm. tour shows in March. Like, yeah, I have no clue. We might cease to exist, honestly. Hopefully my tour gets pushed back and mm. one of us can survive at least. Because of Star Wars? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our booking agent got the news from Disney and uh, making changes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's do stolen plans. What have you done with those plans? The Bad Batch Season 2 and The Mandalorian Season 3. We have premiere dates for both of these. We know that The Bad Batch Season 2 premieres on January 4th, 2023. It will be 16 episodes. And The Mandalorian Season 3 debuts March 1st, eight episodes. This is the same day, March 1st, as The Bad Batch Season 2, Episode 11. If you're really good at dates and doing math in your head quickly, you will notice that that is a lot further along in The Bad Batch than you would expect Mm -hmm. because we're going to have a two-episode premiere and then a two-episode mid-season, I don't know, pairing, and then a two-episode finale with The Bad Batch. I did not know. I noticed the premiere was two episodes. I did not notice that there was a mid-season little double episode thing. That's interesting. Yeah, I wonder if it's a a story thing or if it's necessary. Maybe these two shows are going to, you know, the Bad Batch may inform some things that are happening in The Mandalorian or do they just want to get it all done before Celebration 2023? Who knows? Yeah, could be. Well, let's go down. We have we have the titles and the dates for all of the Bad Batch episodes. We don't have that for Mando Season 3, but we'll give you the Bad Batch stuff here. Episode 1 and Episode 2 debut on January 4th. Those titles are Spoils of War and Ruins of War. January 11th, Episode 3, A Solitary Clone. Who can that be? Hmm. It could be a lot of people. We'll talk about uh, a, a prominent clone that's coming back uh, here shortly. Episode 4 drops on January 18th. That's called Faster. January 25th is Episode 5, Entombed. Creepy. Yeah. Episode 6 on February 1st, Tribe. Episode 7 and 8, Double Feature, February 8th, The Clone Conspiracy and Truth and Consequences. Is The Clone Conspiracy a familiar sounding name? Wasn't there something like that in The Clone Wars? Yeah. It's probably more of a vibe than anything. I don't know if it it was the actual title of a Clone Wars episode, but... The one before that, Tribe, though, I wonder if that's where uh, Gungi is in. Tribe sounds very Wookiee-like, oh, nice. a Wookiee-like type thing. Yeah, yeah. Episode 9 on February 15th, The Crossing. Episode 10 on February 22nd, Retrieval. That can mean a lot of things. Episode 11 on March 1st, again, the day that Mando premieres, Metamorphosis. Episode 12 on March 8th, The Outpost. Episode 13 on March 15th, Pabu. Episode 14 on March 27th, Tipping Point. And then the two-episode finale, episodes 15 and 16 on March 29th, The Summit and Plan 99. Mm, interesting. The Summit, is that Mount Tantus that we saw at the end? Yeah, that sounds... Season one? For sure. Because I think that's in the trailer also, right? Mount Tantus. I think so. Or there's a planet that has that kind of vegetation, maybe. Maybe mm-hmm. even that beach planet. Yeah. 
So while we're on the Bad Batch, what did you think of the trailer? Well, we should also say that this was the second trailer. This was the first like mm-hmm. longer one. The first was a bit of a teaser, but there was some reused yeah. footage here and this was more thorough. What did you think? Yeah, I did see that at um at Celebration also. I was in the Bad Batch panel. Yeah, I mean there's some interesting things. I, I think it's pretty interesting that the trailer has Palpatine in it, because that's a pretty big time character to yeah. put Omega and the Bad Batch against, you know, I don't, I don't know if that's how the season actually goes, but that's what they're kind of pitting the two of them against each other in, uh, in the trailer. So, I mean, it looks good. You got some new like outfits here and there um, on Omega and, and some of the Bad Batch, and uh, yeah, I, I'm really just hoping that much like Rebels and the Clone Wars, which I feel like both of those shows kind of started off not as heavy. Mm-hmm. I think the further along they got. They got deeper into storylines and tied it into, you know, the legacy movies and all that type of stuff. So I'm hoping that they're already getting there with season two. It's really weird. I've been thinking about, like, since we talked about covering these two trailers, I kind of just been thinking that as much as I loved Andor, I now want old school, like, fun, adventurous Star Wars back, you know? Like, Andor was just like, okay, that, that was good while that lasted and... I'm sure when Andor season two comes out, I'm going to be like so in the mood for it. But like, I want some fun right now for sure. Yeah. I want some colorful kind of campy old school Star Wars as well. Mm -hmm. It's almost like we're hitting, I mean, not the full ends of the spectrum because it does get campier than, than the Bad Batch, but it's nice. It's like a a major palate cleanser to go back to the other end of the spectrum of animation. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a little uplift. Yeah. And there is just the, there is that overall, even though it is, the the time that the Bad Batch is covering and going into is more that time frame of Andor. So it's kind of like, I don't know, Bad Batch season one, although it, there was campiness to it, I think aesthetically, like, it was pretty dark, you know? Like, yeah. they're really going into a time that they can't really, like, tiptoe around. So obviously, we're, we're further along in the storyline. So hopefully, it just keeps getting a little darker with some lighter moments here and there. But yeah, I mean, one thing I'm going to have to say about both the Bad Batch and Mando is I just, I want heaviness. I want thick storylines that that really either shed new light on some stories and characters or like add new layers or whatever. Like right now, Andor is like, I think in the middle of doing that, but it was such a standalone thing that I'm really excited to see what the Bad Batch has to do with. Obviously, we were, we were speculating all of season one that Boba Fett was going to be around once Omega was, you know, his counterpart basically. Um, So it would be good to have him get into the fold here. And, you know, we had Fennec Shand last season. It's like, who else could we get? So we'll see. Well, we know for sure we have confirmed one really big one, which we'll talk about momentarily here. One um, other Clone Wars era and prequel era um, prominent clone. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, the point you made of this being kind of like leading up to Andor and Rebels timeframe is important because we're really seeing the transition. As much as we get in Andor, the transition kind of from the oppression of the Empire and its effect on people into what became the Rebellion, here we're getting the transition from the Republic into the, the tyranny of the Empire, the shift with like the the clones being phased out. We get the new TK troopers coming in that we saw in the finale with the, the transitional helmets and stuff like that. We, ha- we, have, mm-hmm. se- we have Separatist remnants there are a bunch of things, things that Saw Gerrera mentioned in Andor. It's going to be pretty cool. And it's interesting to see in that transition how even these clones who were like directly affected 
in that the Empire tried to brainwash them with implants in their brains. Mm -hmm. They're even conflicted. It's like that early. Yeah. The first trailer, the, the teaser opens up with Sid saying, you can buy your freedom, you can have a future, isn't that what you're after? And Hunter says, we're already free. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he's still like not getting it. And she says, you're clearly not paying attention to what's happening. So it's cool to watch it in this little group. Mm -hmm. And then we see, you know, we see it in the rest of the galaxy and other things. I wonder if there's, there could be a storyline somewhere where like Order 66 sort of wears off after a while, you know? So maybe the further along the line the Bad Batch get and maybe run into other troopers here and there, like clone troopers, that there might be a little bit more understanding kind of like the, the, the effects of Order 66 wearing off. So maybe they might be coming like to their senses a little bit, some of the clones, or I don't know. I wonder if there's something to that where they might be able to like find clones and have like their own community of clones who like kind of defect at this point. I don't know. I yeah. I feel like that's an interesting idea. Well, there is a quote from Commander Cody about that specifically. So let's press pause on that for a minute, react to the Mandalorian trailer. And then when we get into the Den of Antiquities, which will be the meat of this episode, we'll talk about some of the specifics. You know, we'll kind of go shot by shot and react to those things, point out some kind of deep cuts and get into the the meaning and the importance of of each of these shots from our perspective. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So the Mando season three trailer, you saw basically the same thing you're saying at um, Celebration? Yeah. I mean, if not exactly like above 98%, there might be one or two like little different shots in there, but that was, that was pretty much the same trailer I saw at Celebration. Awesome. So yeah. you want to, since in our homework, this was more um, your territory, you want to <laughs> yeah. kind of recap the... Um, or just give your reaction to this. What, what, yeah. what were the vibes for you? Uh, I mean, it does seem like, and this might be them leading the witness a little bit, because like I kind of have been saying that I want season three to start getting more heavy, more storyline oriented. You know, like I'm really going to be bummed after everything that we got with Andor and some Boba Fett stuff where like if there's a monster of the week, adventure of the week episode in season three of Mando, I'm going to like... I'm going to watch it, but I'm going to probably flip my coffee table because like there's so much <laughs> there's so much story to tell that I don't really like I'm I'm done with the adventure of the week sort of vibe. Yeah, you want a fully serialized story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's time. So uh, especially why I think it's time is because what's in the trailer. It's a ton of Mandalorians. Like yeah. we're going to Mandalore. The implications at the end of season two and the one random episode in Boba Fett, Din has the Darksaber. And I'm really interested how they pose. I'm interested to see how they pose Bo-Katan as his nemesis because it is going to be like this anti-hero kind of thing. Like people aren't yeah. going to wind up not liking Bo-Katan. Everyone loves Bo-Katan. So there's going to have to be... She wants the Darksaber. So I don't I don't really know how they're going to the, get around that. So that's super interesting. Obviously, there's Moff Gideon implications and a lot of stuff that... Um, Giancarlo has been saying lately, like I just saw him on stage at LA Comic Con and my takeaway from seeing him there, he's like, Moff Gideon is a lot smarter than you think. So that's <laughs> almost like 
the first thing I thought of was like, oh, maybe he he meant to get captured or something like that. You know, like maybe yeah, that yeah. was just like a part of the plan at some point was to give up the dark dark saber and get captured. So we'll see. But yeah, I mean, we're going to Mandalore, ton of Mandalorians. There's still obviously going to be like fallout from Grogu getting some Jedi training, him using his powers. Uh, I mean, there's there's so much that they could tell. So if there's an episode that isn't a serialized thing. I'm gonna. I might have an episode where I need to like yell for ten seconds. Right. <laughs> You're gonna have an emotional episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I loved feeling like I wasn't stretching it in perceiving this trailer as a full blown Clone Wars Mandalorian arc brought to live action. Like that's not a stretch. That's exactly what's happening, and that's the most exciting thing. I don't know, maybe not for everybody, but for Clone Wars fans, for yeah. people who really mm-hmm. dig the Mandalorian history, it's so badass because it's like a pretty dark subject to put in animation. Mm-hmm. So now to bring for it sure. to live action is like, especially on the heels of Andor, wanting more dramatic stuff like that. It's just, it's what the people want and I'm yeah, here for it. There's so much story there. So, we, you know, I mentioned while we were talking about Andor, like the in-between of animation and Andor, like where could that lie? Like if season three of Mando lies in the middle there somewhere, that's going to be phenomenal. Oh yeah. All right. Let's get into this Den of Antiquities meat of the episode. For over a thousand generations. It is the dark Saber. Oh gosh. It's a Calicori. A Sith wayfinder. Dark science. Cloning. Secrets only the Sith knew. Do you want to stay on the Mandalorian while we're talking about it since uh, we have a little bit less here, or do you want... Yeah, let's go with that, because also Bad Batch is sooner, so we could end with that and leave that as our, our preview, kind of. Sweet. So, Nick, you took notes on this. Yeah, yeah. You lead this, and uh, we'll we'll react shot by shot. Yeah, so it's, a, it's about a 90-second trailer, and the first little bit of it is um, a voiceover of the armorer, that kind of intertwines with some new script there. It's a voiceover of the armorer telling Din that he's no longer a Mandalorian, which took place in Boba Fett. And then there's a couple of lines in there that are definitely new. So they're playing some tricks there. But um, while this voiceover of the armorer is uh, talking to Din, telling him he's no longer a Mandalorian since he took off his helmet, the footage playing during that voiceover seems like Din is going where she told him to go, which is the living waters beneath the mines of Mandalore. So that's mm. where he's going to be redeemed. So it could be trickery, but there's a shot of him in like a dark kind of cave, like a clearly underground cave where he's got a light on his helmet. Grogu's got a light on his pram and they're looking for something. So that could be some trickery, but it seems like uh, if it is trickery, it's it's smart because it seems like he's going to try and redeem himself there. Isn't there another shot of someone else down there later in the trailer? Mm. There is one of someone else. I feel like it's Bo-Katan. Mm which is exciting, interesting. Yeah, I mean, her story is going to be so intense. It's going to be so good. Yeah. One other thing that we could tell, we even started to tell it in season two, is that Navarro under Grief Karga's rule is getting nicer. It's kind of flourishing, getting cleaner, very uh, prosperous, I would say. Even further than than what we saw before. He's fully glitzed up. So there are a couple of shots. I mean, that's kind of... um, a weird takeaway that I had of this when I think about how they showed trailers for season two is season two, all of the trailers only were the first half of the season. Yeah. So when I really like think about the way this trailer kind of was rolled out, they give you some of the Mandalore stuff and then there's 
kind of a lot of Navarro. And I'm wondering if like the first couple of episodes will be like a little bit back and forth between Din going to Mandalore to redeem himself and then also whatever's going to be happening on Navarro with Grief Cargo because there are, when you get towards the end of the trailer, there's a bunch of Mandalorians dropping in on what looks like Navarro and they're fighting kind of what looks like a, like a weak way gang. So this could be just like a little adventure I don't really know where like the heaviness of the storyline comes from, but it does seem like there's some connection between Mando going to Mandalore potentially finding more Mandalorians and then calling them in to help with whatever problem Karga is going through on Navarro. So yeah, we'll see. And that group aesthetically, they're a lot more colorful mm -hmm. than the, uh, than the watch Mandalorians. Yeah. And they don't match either because the death watch matches like they're yeah. all the same colors and all that. And the, that one shot where he walks kind of out in between the three of them, mm -hmm. they're all different colors. Yeah. It seems like they would be like from the kind of the culture of Sabine and, Mm -hmm. And Bo-Katan, you know, that more like free, colorful, expressive yeah. way to live as a Mandalorian. There's a fun, like, I remember this scene watching it in the hall in celebration where I thought it was like super cinematic, but there's like kind of this like Empire Strikes Back style asteroid field battle. It's like a base, right? On, on an asteroid or something? Something like that. Like I cannot, I can't really tell who's chasing and firing at Din and his starfighter, but there's three or so ships shooting at him so just the way it was filmed and some of the like maneuvers of the ships was very very old school uh almost like empire strikes back for sure going back and talking about bo katan a little bit more she's in i don't know how else to describe it but a castle i feel like you know castles exist in star wars why not just call it a castle yeah. and the throne that uh is shown to it's it's pretty similar to the mandalorian like throne i don't think it's supposed it almost definitely is not the same throne room as like the final season of Clone Wars, but it looks pretty similar. So it's probably like a house of some Mandalorians that she's either, maybe it's her house, like literally her, like Bo-Katan Bo Grease house yeah. or somebody else's that she might've took over because the whole place is blown up. So she might've just needed to find like one that actually is functioning still. So there are some for sure, like really cool shots of her on a throne, which implies that she wants to rule. It could be... Also on Concordia, the moon yep. of Mandalore, mm -hmm. which because it's unclear what happened there. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think that anything in canon anyways that I know of ever happened to Concordia. But there's a shot. Isn't there a shot in here where they're like they're stacking up the Beskar? Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a flashback of like the Empire, like having just ravaged and pillaged all of Mandalore kind of under... Under Moff Gideon, mm -hmm. maybe? Yeah, it could be. Is that in this trailer? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, I don't remember seeing that. Like the, the, the Beskar bars like Din's paid mm -hmm. with, you know? Another interesting thing was R5 is now in Din's Starfighter. So where Grogu was kind of like in the ship at the episode five of the Book of Boba Fett, R5 is actually in there now. So he might have needed a droid for like navigation or something like that. So R5 might be like becoming a little bit more of a character here. He's been kind of a background, oh, an Easter egg kind of, you know, on Tatooine with Peli Motto. But I wonder if R5 for 40-something years later is going to have a role in Star Wars. Yeah. There's a shot where Peli kind of like swats him on the head, like, I got a droid for you, and a panel falls off the front. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing that's interesting too, like one of the like shots that just was like etched into my brain after I saw the trailer at Celebration was a ship kind of breaking through the clouds and seeing blown up Mandalore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
one of the domes blown up. Yeah, and it looks so sick. But the way it's edited kind of led you to believe that it's Din flying in. But if you look at the ship that's in like the kind of corner, like it's almost like the camera is on the ship. That's the view they're showing. Right, it's right. not It's not Din's starfighter. Hmm. So I wonder exactly who that that could be. And it, I don't think it looks like one of those, um, I forget what it's called, but like I don't think it was one of those like what Bo-Katan's ship looks like, like one of those like typical Mandalorian ships that where right. the wings kind of like f- kind of fold up and down. Right, right. Didn't look like that either. So I, I do wonder uh, where that is because the editing of the trailer makes you think that it's Din. But and I mean, it could be Din, but it's definitely not the Starfighter. There's also that drop ship that they drop out of mm-hmm. on Navarro, right? Yeah, yeah. So whatever that is, it could be that. Yeah, that could be that. And finally, and maybe most importantly, and the thing that mm-hmm. honestly got like the biggest like pop at celebration was the quick little babu frick on stage and like i i i don't like he obviously looks different so it could be like another anzalin which is fine but everyone assumed there was babu frick but he did look like almost in this trailer to me in my opinion he looked older so i don't know i think it was alex from star wars explained said he remembers seeing multiple of yeah, them yeah, same mm-hmm around the table, like around that droid at the celebration footage. Yep, so, absolutely, yeah. That's just what they do. They do droids, I guess. <laughs> Good, I'm glad that that wasn't a, a Mandela effect. Now that, right. now that you brought that up, I'm like, oh wait, no, I did see that, okay. <laughs> Papa Frick, that's his name, maybe it's his grandpa. <laughs> Thanks, Meg. All right, let's talk about the Bad Batch season two trailer. We talked for a second about the first trailer, kind of the teaser. There's a shot, which I didn't catch in the second trailer, of Omega in the Senate hall, kind of like mm-hmm. back in like, you know, imagine being in a stadium, like in the stairwells leading out to the seats, you know, mm-hmm. and there's a giant hollow of uh, like battles going on around the galaxy. And then Palpatine's pod rises and he says, it's time for a new era. So the assumption is on my part that he's like showing all the, all the quote, terrible stuff, you know, all these uh, terrible neighborhoods <laughs> around the galaxy that they, you know, o- only he can save them basically. You know, he's just like leveraging that yeah. to get more power. Mm-hmm. Um, we see some Republic gunships in there, some clone commandos, as well as the the new TKs. So like we said, it's kind of a transitional period. Uh, there's a shot of uh, Separatist destroyer droids, like the spherical ones we, with mm-hmm. the shields we've seen in the Phantom Menace and the Clone Wars. Yep. And then trailer two, the most recent one, we see a little bit of a scene from a new character called Fee Genoa, voiced by Wanda Sykes. That's cool. She has her feet on Sid's desk. Yeah. Which is interesting. It's like maybe she is Palpatine. You yeah. know, like like all of a sudden we Darth Vader was the big bad and then we got Palpatine who was like his yeah. boss. Maybe Fee is, is uh Sid's boss. Didn't Sid Sid had some issues with like keeping control of her, her spot in the first season, right? Yeah, that was that one dude who tried to come in there and muck things up for sure. Yeah, she needs to keep tighter reins on her spot. Um a big one, Commander Cody, like we alluded to earlier. Commander Cody says to Crosshair, rumors are more and more clones have been questioning the Order. Mm. I'm assuming Order 66, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And Crosshair says in straight Palpatine style, then they're traitors like the Jedi. Yeah, that's super interesting. Yeah. Because it does lead to that, like, is it is it wearing off, you know? Or mm-hmm. has it worn off enough and then maybe there's word of the Bad Batch out there or I don't know someone like Rex kind of not like coming into contact with some clones and talking some senses to them. And then it just kind of like spreads from there. So it'll be interesting. Like Hauser, he laid down his weapon, 
spoke up to some of the other clones. Some of them responded to it. You know, if we're getting like two or three examples already in this short time, I'm sure it's all over the galaxy. Yeah. And they're, if they want to give a reason to clones kind of being eviscerated, you know, like come a new hope, they might, there might be something super dark that they could do with this show of kind of getting rid of all clones in some way. There appears to be a planet. Well, there is a planet that looks a lot like Geonosis in this. We see two separate shots, one with like a kind of a spire castle-ish tower looking kind of thing that looks very Geonosian. And then another building that could go a different way for sure. But either way, like the atmosphere looks very Geonosian. It looks like a separatist kind of holdout. There's some battle droids there, like the old clankers. And there's a line from a new character named Tawny Ames who says, peace, peace was never an option. Hmm. And this, I'm pretty sure it's a conversation with maybe Cody, because Cody's there with some other clone troopers, just straight up old school clones. But then the new TKs are also on that planet as well. So there's like this implication that maybe they're sending clones who are potentially questioning things to go deal with separatists, stuff that more aligns with their old mission. Yeah. And they're sending the TKs out to do the new dirty work. Yeah. But then when they really need to come in and like bring the hammer down, it's like, well, send out the ones that for whatever reason have more allegiance, you know, Mm -hmm. to kind of support that. There's a shot of some Trandoshans blowtorching a planet that looks a lot like Kashyyyk because they're capturing Wookiees. They're using separatist battle tanks, which is interesting. I guess you think about like once the war is done, there's all this separatist equipment everywhere, tanks and guns and droids and everything. So yeah. who knows who claims what? But it's interesting that, well, I mean, I guess it makes sense. The Trandoshans are pieces of shit. They're just like gross asshole hunters. They've been killing and enslaving Wookiees forever. So Sid's all right. She's fine. She's not a piece of shit. But <laughs> sorry, I'm racist against Trandoshans. They're not nice. They don't seem very nice. You're right. There are also these separatist-looking-ish, kind of like the tactical droids with the hamburger head. Like, what was the one where in season one they got the head of one that had the navigation on it, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. They look like them, but almost like, um, what's the droid I'm thinking of? Like a version of L3 or kind of a non-Star Wars robot that I'm thinking of. Almost like that old Honda robot, not Ibo. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I don't remember what it's called. But it's kind of that smooth body, white shell kind of thing. But they've got the hamburger head. But they're apparently called Axis because in the subtitles it says like Axis leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, says a line to someone. So there's a bunch of fighting going on with them. Who knows what that is specifically? But it seems in that scene, I'm pretty sure it's Gungi, the Jedi Padawan Wookiee mm-hmm. who we met in the Clone Wars, that arc with Ahsoka with all the younglings where she takes them to, to get their kyber crystals. He survived. Everyone lost their shit when he came on screen. Yeah. He seems to force pull his lightsaber from one of those droids, those tactical droids that I'm talking about. Yeah. The Axis ones. There's a shot where Wrecker shoots down what looks like a V-Wing or a scimitar, the the Sith infiltrator thing that that Maul flew in The Phantom Menace. I don't remember which way it flies. If it's like, because it's like a TIE fighter with a, a big, long, triangular like nose. Or is that the tail? Do you remember which way it flies? Uh, I want to say more like the tail, but I'm not sure. Because the V-Wing flies with the point forward, but I it's like all the pictures of the mall one, the ramp is out of the ball section. Either way, it's one of those because they're like, they're of that lineage that becomes the TIE fighter. He shoots down one of those. There's a shot of tech flying on Coruscant through that kind of like 
you know, Anakin shortcut kind of thing, like through the building, one of those tunnels, which makes sense because if they're on Coruscant and, and Omega was in, Omega was in the Senate hall, I guess tech, well, I don't know because in the, in the shot where Gungi pulls the thing, it's Omega, Gungi and Echo because Echo seems to be kind of like breaking away. There's some quotes at the beginning of the first trailer where, you know, Hunter's saying like, we're already free. And then Echo's saying to Hunter, there are others out there that need our help. You know, so mm-hmm. I wonder if that one episode title, like, uh, what's it called? A Solitary Clone. Is that about mm-hmm. Echo? Is he really like, he thought he was a bad bachelor, but he's kind of like, he's in the middle somewhere, you know? Yeah, that could be. Because I don't, I'm hoping it's not just a throwaway story or something of a clone, you know, kind of right, right. detached from everybody somewhere off on a farm or something. Yeah. Hopefully it's more than that. We see Bail Organa. That could be cool. We could see Ahsoka in this, maybe. I don't want to speculate mm. too hard. <laughs> but depending on when specifically that scene in Tales of the Jedi happened, where Bale recruited Ahsoka officially, mm-hmm. I mean, this could all line up. If it does, I'm pumped and I'm stoked for Ashley and everything. I'm just, it's got to happen eventually. Like they have to meet, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I just feel like, why not at this point? Right. It's like, Rex is barely in the show, so you can have Ahsoka in there even less, and it would be, (laughs) like, fine. (laughs) Yeah. We see the Bad Batch fighting in Count Dooku's palace, Castle Sereno, on the planet Sereno. That's really interesting, because he's been dead for a long time at this point. Well, would he be dead for a long time? He died at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. It probably wouldn't be that long, right? Uh, Yeah, a couple years. Yeah. Yeah, depending okay. on how even far along this is from... Do we, is there any thought on how far along this is from season one? I mean, if we assume that she didn't get a haircut and her new hair is just a little bit of growth, yeah. six months, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, they have, you know, a little bit of updated armor paint mm-hmm. and her hair is a little shaggier, but I don't know. Not not a ton of time, it doesn't seem like to me. Yeah, Meg Dutcher says she doesn't look older, so yeah. And the trailer closes with Rex coming on screen as a hollow, asking the Batch, any chance I can use you guys for a mission? Man, and that's kind of it. Yeah. The thing you mentioned earlier, though, which is the last thing I want to mention about this, the most Den of Antiquities, deep Den of Antiquities uh, point, is that Daniel Logan, who played young Boba Fett and has been the voice of Boba Fett in animation, posted on his Instagram I think the poster for this or whatever and said something like, can't wait for season two or whatever. Why'd you do that, bro? Yeah. He's not one to like, just, I don't know where promote specifically. Like, I don't remember him promoting Andor. I don't remember, you know, anything in the first Bad Batch, any of the other animated stuff that he hasn't been in. I'm going to look up real quick if he ever promoted the first Bad Batch, which he did post about the book of Boba Fett. Makes sense though, because he's close with Tim Mm -hmm. and that's his character being featured so i'm gonna say no he did not tweet anything about the first bad batch season so i will say this too he did post a little bit after celebration that he met omega Mm. so i think he's dropping hints he's got to be in it yeah alpha and omega it makes sense all right let's move on uh this doesn't count as i love you i know but i'm gonna hit the button anyway hey adam can you believe that it's the holiday season already Unfortunately, I have to believe it because it's happening way too fast and I've done almost zero Christmas shopping. I'm way behind. Well, spoiler alert to everyone in my life. You're all getting clothing from Roosevelt's as holiday gifts this year. (laughs) 
It's a great idea because Roosevelt's not only has all the Star Wars shirts, shorts, and everything else that we wear, but they also have tons of designs from other pop culture franchises for other people that aren't the same kind of nerd that we are. (laughs) Yeah, they actually just launched a line of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation button-downs and t-shirts if you need something to wear for your holiday party. And they also have other designs from franchises like Harry Potter, Disney, Pixar, Marvel, WWE, The Office, Rick and Morty, Friends, and old-school movies like The Big Lebowski Jaws, Goonies, and you're going to love this one, Top Gun. Well, if you feel the need for speed, as I do, you can go to rsvlts.com. That's Roosevelt's with no vowels. And use promo code THANKTHEMAKER with no spaces to get 20% off your first purchase. That's rsvlts.com. Use promo code THANKTHEMAKER and get 20% off your first purchase. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I love you. I know. Let's talk about, just for a minute before we wrap up, what we're most looking forward to. I mean, we could go either way. Like, what you expect to happen and what you're most excited for based on what we've seen or what you would speculate about happening or what would be like your... uh, my wish list? You're, you're on your wish list, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. Tis the season. <laughs> Should we uh, do that with the patrons first? We ask them in Discord. Yep. Uh, on Discord, the blue guy, 808, really just blanket statement says, I'm a man of simple taste, more Star Wars. That's my minimal expectations. Well, <laughs> that is really, the bar's really low. It's literally called Star Wars, the Bad Batch. So <laughs> you're getting more Star Wars, promise Dude, you. Dude, congratulations. You get more Star Wars. Uh, Logie One Kenobi says, definitely stoked to see how the Bad Batch find their way through the galaxy post Order 66. Maybe some new planets, new armor and that he's here for it all. And then Darth Annihilus says in all caps, all the Mandos. Yes, we're getting all the Mandos. Check this out. I feel like this is another clue. He posted this. Oh, yeah. And said, like, what do you think, Michelle Ang? Meg Dutcher also said, I'm interested in seeing how Bo-Katan's story moves forward. She's a complicated character, very hardline in her beliefs, but passionately Mandalorian, wanting to restore the homeworld. Same Z's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's... She's compelling as hell, and it's just so dope to see Katie Sackhoff. Her her voice coming to live action with her face that happens to look just like her character. Yeah. Like, I really wonder if when they designed the character, they looked at her and said, huh, yeah, that's a good face. We'll just use that face. <laughs> or if it's just pure coincidence. Yeah, I don't want to say it can't be coincidence because it really is very similar. All right, Nick, what are you looking most forward to? Well... Kind of just piggybacking on what I said earlier, like I want to know where Bo-Katan versus Din Djarin goes. And I would assume there's going to be a battle between both of them, but like nothing really happens. Like maybe they get interrupted. Like I'm thinking almost like WWE style, like they're wrestling and then someone comes down to the ring and, and like breaks it all up or something. Like I feel like there might be a pretty rad battle between the both of them that kind of goes nowhere. Yeah, I'm still thinking about how they've done the trailer for Mando Season 2, so I'm thinking that there's like huge secrets being kept, uh, which makes sense, so I don't know what they are. Luke Skywalker exists still. I would still love to see him. 
Ahsoka, why wouldn't she be in this at some point? Right. There, yeah. There's a lot that needs to happen just based off of things that have happened already on top of things that they're literally writing. So I have no clue. What about the Bad Batch? Uh, the Bad Batch, I'd really, I think the Boba Fett thing is is pretty interesting. And I would like there to be some implications about what happened to all the clones in the next however many years until uh, the TKs take over. So if that's where they're heading, I'll be really happy. And I would like to see a little bit of that and also Boba Fett somehow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, I love the clones. I got so invested, like I've talked about before in the show. I got so invested by the end of the Clone Wars. I'm fully on board for anything that involves more clones kind of waking up. I really want the redemption of Commander Cody because there is some tension there. There's a little bit of skepticism in Crosshair's response to the comment about lots of clones are, are starting to question the order. So I'm pumped for that, which would mean more Rex, and it would be awesome to see those two face-to-face. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe there is no redemption. Maybe he dies. Maybe he goes down, like, you know, he has a, a turn, and then he dies fighting the Empire. He Maybe Crosshair kills him. I could see him. Crosshair. Yeah. yeah, I could see Crosshair t- taking him out. That would be badass. And then just whatever moves the batch towards the actual Rebel Alliance, meeting Bail Organa, maybe interacting with Ahsoka, and being a part of the seeds of the rebellion is the coolest thing to me. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got a rogue Jedi now, got all these ingredients that are just like the stuff of comics, you know, like the, mm-hmm. the fan fiction in our head, but written by the best. Why wouldn't we see Caleb Doom? Yeah. He's literally in the first episode of the show. Yeah. Why wouldn't we see him? So that's what I'm most excited about. And a little redemption, not redemption. A, a, I'd love to see a little Wookiee revenge. <laughs> yeah. And then on the Mandalorian, Ahsoka in it would be the best for me because she, I mean, look at her armor. Like her, she's so intertwined with the Mandalorian, with Bo-Katan, with all of that from the last few seasons of the Clone Wars. God, can you just like imagine Rosario's Ahsoka on Mandalore fighting yeah. with them? How sick that would be, like jumping, uh, be so good. you know, jumping out of ships, force landing, you know, season seven style, mm-hmm. Clone Wars style, <sighs> bro, but I'll take it all, whatever it is, it, yeah. it all, everything that we've seen in both these trailers looks so good. Mm-hmm. I don't even need to have any expectations. I'm also just going to die on the hill that like post episode nine, Star Wars is like Avenger style, Ahsoka, Grogu, Ezra. Yeah. Ray Finn. So at the end of the Mandalorian series, it would be the kind of cool and right thing to do if like Din doesn't make it, but Ahsoka has Grogu and is just for yes. whatever reason they come up with hiding somewhere that they'll have to explain why like they were hiding for some reason, you know? And yeah. Episode 10 or whatever comes next movie-wise for Ray is like going to search for Ahsoka and and Grogu basically. So that's just me kind of coming up with an idea based off of literal real world business. It's like the Mandalorian is Disney's Star Wars hit. Like they're yeah. not killing off Grogu. Obviously, I think they they cast Rosario for a reason as opposed to Ashley because they needed a star to probably literally be in movies. So yeah, I'm dying on this hill and then I'm going to be real disappointed <laughs> when none of it happens. <laughs> Just imagine 60 something, 70 something year old Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. You know, Force Ghost Luke tells Rey to go meet his uh what was she to him she was a teacher to him yeah you know his father's padawan oh, God. why not anakin why not anakin's force goes yeah ah uh, so good yeah so good 
And and what's weird is in the when all the Jedi talking to Rey at the end of the Rise of Skywalker, Ahsoka is the only one that people are like, she's not dead yet. So that could be like a little seedling to like maybe Rey finds out that everyone who did talk to her in that one scene was a Force ghost, but somehow Ahsoka wasn't. So she has to go find her. Man, yeah, really good. Well, I mean, she's been through the world between worlds. She's mm-hmm. She's done all the biggest, baddest stuff. Why couldn't she just be reaching out? You know, like, yeah. um, just like Luke did at the end of The Last Jedi. I love it. It's all going to be great. I just need them to hurry up because I have a really bad headache and I'm dying right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get out of here. Uh, like I said, this one was going to be short. It is short. Look at that. I didn't lie. <laughs> if you want more Star Wars content, though, from this network, we, of course, have Armor Party Podcast, which does have a new episode. Uh, last week it is, um, somebody I can't remember and that's my bad. I'm a bad friend. Princess and Scoundrel is the other podcast on the network. Thankthemakermerch.com is where you can go to get Thankthemaker merch and Mosh Eisley merch. We have a new Mosh Eisley. We have a date, July 21st. We haven't announced the city yet, but that's happening soon. Mike, uh, Mike has too much other stuff going on for us right now to dedicate time to this, but we'll tell you soon. If you're smart, you already figured it out. Next year. Yeah. 2023. There are people who have guessed correctly. I'll say that much. Well done. If you want to support this podcast, one, you can subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. Press the follow button or the subscribe button. You can leave us a rating or a review. That does actually help. And most importantly, if you want to support us directly, patreon.com slash thankthemakerpod is where you can do that. We have three tiers right now, but we're overhauling that. I'm guessing by the first week of January, we might be dropping the new tears and it's going to be more fun there are going to be more options we're going to give more for the same price on some of them it's it's pretty good i'm i'm happy with the uh the working list we have right now of tears so patreon.com slash think to make pod patrons thanks for being here with us and participating nick thanks for hanging i like a duo cast of course i love it i don't want to say i'm regretting having a massive headache right now that came out of nowhere because it wasn't my choice so i can't really regret having this headache but it's kind of it hurts. It's one of those like right above my eye things, like right here. I know this is an audio podcast, but right here, I'm pointing <laughs> right here. Well, tell the listeners where they can find you on social media to um, bid you farewell before you die of a headache. Yeah, seriously. Uh, all my social media is at Nick Bayside. I'm still pumping out radio, radio show episodes. And even more excitingly, uh, actually, the day that this podcast comes out, Bayside has another new song coming out. It's called nice. Go to Hell. And uh, it's a giant old rock anthem. It's amazing. And I'm really, really, really excited. We actually bumped it up. We were going to release it like early next year. And we actually bumped it up right now um, to just keep the ball rolling, get people excited. We're going on tour next year. Get pumped. Nice. My stuff is all at Adam the Skull, Instagram, and Hive, if that comes back. We'll see. This podcast can be found on Instagram at ThankTheMakerPod on Hive at Thank the Maker. Patrons, thanks for being here with us. Listeners, thanks for listening. And until next week, may the force be with you. 